sit back, relax, and get ready because this is Things Mom Never Said, Secrets to Aging Well. Welcome to our second episode of Things Mom Never Said, Secrets to Aging Well. I'm here with my mom. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And we are hot off of our first episode uh, about sex drive as we age. And so um, any thoughts on our previous episode you need to expand upon right at the moment? (laughs) No. um, It's always, uh, it's hard hearing yourself uh, sometimes. And then it's also... uh, you feel like you're pretty vulnerable when you look back at those things that you said, but uh, we're okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is tough to put it out there as they say, and mm-hmm. not feel uh, a little bit vulnerable and scary, but that's life. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, ready. Yeah, that's good. Uh, we'll see as people begin to comment and, um, you know, send in their thoughts if anybody has any questions about that topic and where we can expand upon it and maybe we can tackle it later. Okay, good. Yeah. So for this episode, we will be talking about one of the things that was brought up in our previous episode, which is weight gain during menopause. And one of the things that um, I wanted to just let everybody know is this question of weight gain and how to deal with it and how it happens and why is consistent across most of my clients and most of the people who shared their stories already with us, this was a major concern. So when we sent out our little survey about, you know, tell us what you wish your mom would have said, they sent back a lot of different things about weight. And one in particular said, Weight gain. People think you can't lose weight. So more honest truth um, around the, you know, with around that issue with practical tips might be really helpful. Mm -hmm. So, you know, her, her take was many different things, but one of the things was weight gain as menopause. And then I've talked to, like I said, several clients who have also said, gosh, if I would have known, maybe I would have started earlier in managing my weight or getting myself to a manageable uh, size for my shape and maybe been a little more prepared. And in our last episode, you mentioned that was the first indicator when you figured out you were going through menopause. Mm -hmm. I even remember where I was, which is very strange. Yeah. So it was, it must have been very effective. It hit me hard. <laughs> so tell us where were you? I was in Wyoming. <laughs> oh. um, we'd gone out to visit family up in uh, Laramie Peak, and um, they had some little uh, western town that we had gone into, and there were some beautiful little art studios. And I remember walking along thinking, why have I gained so much weight? And, uh, at that point, I began to think, ah, I better be doing something different. And um, 
and then I, you know, I was talking with the doctor again, and that was a part of it. And so from that point on, I, I took a few different measures. So what were those measures? Um, I determined that I have to be more active. I think there's a point in life when actually it almost seems like a choice. You can either sit down and uh, eat bonbons and watch TV and love your life, or you can say, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. I want to be able to stay on my feet. I want to be walking. I want to be able to uh, ride bikes with my grandchildren and things like that. So um, that's when I decided, all right, it's not only cutting back on my intake of food, um, but it's also being more active. Um, I remember thinking um, there are all these these new diet plans, um, different ways to handle the situation. And believe me, I've tried my share. But um, I remember your dad had said something one time about, you know, I think it's a matter of cutting back on the intake and being more active. And if you can be more active, it seems to help. And that's when he was always pretty conscious of his weight and and uh, staying healthy. So at that point, I thought, okay, I'm going to kind of lean on his advice. And I began to, um, when I would have a sandwich, I would um, cut it in half and tell myself, I'm going to eat half of this. Um, I love French fries, one of my favorite foods. <laughs> and it was like, I'm only going to eat half of those French fries on my plate. And um, then I also decided I've got to walk. I would, I'd get out and take walks in the afternoon or evening. And, and that, that seemed to begin to make a difference. Was there a direction from your physician on like ways to combat that midlife weight gain? Only in, in that um, there were certain, uh, like the American Medical Institute uh, special diet plans they recommend for overall health, for heart health and all those things. And, and she would have given me more and encouraged me more, I'm sure. But, you know, I took a little bit of information and thought, okay, um, I, I know it's something that actually happened and I would take care of it. And I would start out trying this and then move to something else if it didn't work. With the changes that were going on with you, what had you ever talked about weight and weight management or or weight gain at midlife with your mom? Yes, in a sense. Um, my mother was very healthy. She was very fit. Um, I mean, she wasn't out there working out trying to do all of that. Um, but she ate um, she ate the right foods and we would come home from school and our snacks would be apples and bananas and she'd have a basket sitting out there. And if we wanted to either of those, you know, help yourself, but she didn't have a lot of junk. She didn't have any junk food around. And uh, I do remember a couple of times I'd be, I'd come home and she was peeling potatoes and she would cut up a raw potato and give us some with a little salt on it. Well, we loved it. And so I just kind of, I think you pick up on those things the way you live and um, she she uh, wasn't one to sit around. She was always out doing something in the yard. She had her flower beds. Um, my I had two older brothers, and they liked to uh, fish. So she'd go out and um, 
dig out night crawlers or bagworms on the trees and we'd go down to the little creek and uh, she'd put the bait on the hooks for them and um, they'd fish and we'd all sit there and she'd take snacks for us and um, so she kept busy. It was also in the time, though, too, where there wasn't a whole lot of processed foods, a whole true. lot of junk food available. That is true. It was a different lifestyle. Yes. Real food, right? Yes. And what I remember of my grandmother is that she was always very tall, slender, fit um, when it came to her body size. Yes. Did she work at it? No, no, she did not. Um, but if you look at old ads in old uh, magazines or newspapers, or or you see a commercial uh, from back in the 20s, 30s, the women were all thin. They had waistlines. Um, and I, you know, I think about that ever so often because we did not talk about physical fitness other than in a little gym class in elementary school or in high school. But it was, um, I, I think part of it is our foods and what they have been doing to our foods. Part of it is a simpler lifestyle. Um, my mother stayed home most of those years that we were growing up mm-hmm. and, um, she she took pride in her how she looked and i mean she was a very lovely woman and uh she took care of herself that way yeah but with with no effort but um the the women lived differently then were your friends mothers the same did they also like were they also like a fit size or like was obesity a big like how how different was that? I would say my friends' mothers were pretty normal. Some had a little fluffy extra to them. But um, for the most part, women, um, if you were walking down downtown, down the street shopping, you saw thin women. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, some of that, I suppose, could have come out of the Depression, not having a lot. Um. But when I was young, um, and I would say maybe married, young young wife, there wasn't a lot of discussion about um, physical fitness and working out. Um, it just kind of hit me a few years into all that, that, gosh, it, working out, physical fitness is a big thing. And you saw more and more about it. You read more and more about it. And then they had gyms popping up and um, the younger women today have uh, have been more aware of how important that is than we ever were. And do you feel like do you feel like that's because our society is more obese than it ever has been? I, I don't know if that's the the reasoning behind it all. Um, it was like, for some reason, it, it was all coming out. It was like, hey, we can be healthy. Um, we're going to go hiking. We're going to go take the canoe and go down the creek. Um, I think then maybe 10 years into it, it became a bigger deal because of the obesity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember when I was in elementary school that um, 
it, uh, the president was having, uh, making statements about it. And I think it was Kennedy that talked about healthier living and um, encouraging people um, to do that. Then I think over the years, and again, I think it's maybe the processing of our food, um, the fact that we don't have to work so hard. We, we don't have farms that we're working every day. Uh, the young people um, don't have a lot of activities um, or, or jobs or chores that they're responsible for. I think that's a part of it. Now um, you add the internet and the games and um, the information you can get from the computer. And I think um, young kids today uh, you got to work at at staying away from some of that, and they don't want to. It's very addictive, I think, as I watch my grandchildren. Mm -hmm. In my experience with learning about weight, I remember us being young and you wearing your black leotard, and we would be in the living room, and you would be doing yoga or calisthenics or I don't know if you did Jane Fonda's workout, no. but I remember you like put, taking us in and being like, okay, we're going to do stretches. And, <laughs> yeah. and I really also remember you trying, I'm, I remember you like trying, like Weight Watchers was a big thing. Yeah, that was, I remember doing the Weight Watcher thing a couple times and I lost 17 pounds and I got the key so I could go back without paying. But, um, and you know, there were times I would eat differently, but I, I don't really remember subscribing to any other type of diet. I mean, we, we ate relatively healthy. I, mm -hmm. I remember up until like high school. Uh -huh. And um, then like our, I don't know why, but every, like our food intake changed because mm -hmm. probably we were more busy and things were happening. Right. But and you worked. You didn't work when we were little. Right. So that was a big change, too. So there's lots of dynamics there. But I would not say that I knew well, because I don't think I we ever talked about menopause really until recently. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that I knew that. And maybe you didn't even know. I mean, you can answer that when. But I didn't know that when you aged and got to a certain point that you naturally just started putting on weight. Yeah. You have that tendency to, to put on weight. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't really realize that. <clears throat> you realize that, that when you got older, you would just naturally like your body would just naturally start to put on weight because of changes. Um, yeah. I, I do remember hearing people talk about that. And, and not understanding it, but thinking you got to think about some of this. You got to plan ahead um, and not to not planning ahead to the extent that you have with your wellness design. Um, you have gathered so much information. You've taught me so much. Um, but to the extent that I realized you just better be careful because I didn't want to be a person that couldn't participate in taking a walk or playing basketball out the backstop with the boys or whatever. I wanted to stay on my feet so I could live a healthier, happier life as I got older. Yeah. And is that just a recent phenomenon or is that something that you've like, that's been your 
play the whole time. Yeah, that was, yeah. I um, Years ago, I was thinking about future and being healthy. Mm-hmm. And I, I had, you know, I'd been around a, a lot of older people, um, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, and, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of see those things happening and and just kind of automatically, uh, I, I don't want to get to that point. I want to do better than that. Right, right. So I also think that because I witnessed, I guess, your passion for um, weight loss or weight management. And I remember, well, I don't know if you were, did you go yo-yo up and down? Uh, Yeah, five, 10 pounds here and there. Yeah. Because I remember that being a real, like, obstacle and seeing that and thinking oh this is hard Uh um and I think then my my um impression was that you know we're all going to get fat and we we have to like always diet Mm -hmm. um and I don't know if that's that's not solely on you obviously that's society right because in the 80s um when I was a teen and into the nineties when, and like fresh out of college, I think that that was like, we were in the world of no carb, no fat. People were eating stuff with a lean that made you poop so much, Um, (laughs) you know, diet, diet, diet. It was on and on and on and on and on. I didn't even think about menopause and midlife. Like none of that was even on my radar. Right. Um, that's something that we probably should have talked about. I even remember when you girls were away at college, um, the terminology of freshman 15. And I thought, what's that? And then one of you explained to me that, well, usually when the girls go off to school, they gain 15 pounds right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the thing. And I think we were just in this place of fear around or acceptance and fear, right? One, you could accept it and be like, yep, I'm just going to gain 15 pounds when I go to school. That's right. Or you were in fear of, I'm not going to do that. So you went completely the opposite. And honestly, that's when in the eighties, you know, anorexia, bulimia, Uh um, and it still is an issue today because I think our society places so much emphasis on weight when in actuality, that's not even a marker for, I mean, it is a marker for health, but it's not the marker for healthy body mm-hmm. um, because everybody can weigh, can weigh different amounts based on your height, your shape, your, right. you know, where your fat's distributed, like all of those things, right? Uh-huh. Uh, how much muscle you have. Mm-hmm. Hereditary, you know, there are those factors. Yeah, it's not even, I mean, the only thing that's hereditary is your shape. Okay. So that's listener. That's, that's the thing. Like being whatever weight you are, that's not, that's, that's lifestyle. The hereditary part is how you're shaped. So, okay. you know, like people would be, are you pear shaped? Are you apple shaped? Are you right. banana shaped? You know, I'm most of my life, I was a banana. Um, <laughs> and now I consider myself a frog standing up where like, absolutely <laughs> no, but yeah <laughs> <Tiny little> legs, <laughs> big, big chest there's a lot of mis 
information out there and a lot of noise around weight management and the importance mm-hmm. of weight. And especially when it comes to menopausal women and as we age, there's so much just stuff out there. You know, people, mm-hmm. people are now, I've seen it in the last few days, people are talking about skinny fat and all it, wow it's there's like a lot of shaming and and I feel like there's so much and I feel like if we knew more about what to expect we would know like how to then approach it Mm -hmm. so shall we get into some facts oh I think that's very reasonable (laughs) yes yes so I studied with Dr. William Sears and he Definitely likes to use terms instead of saying like plaque buildup, he says sticky stuff. And, um, but one of the things I like that he says is, um, he refers to it as staying lean. It's Mm -hmm. not being skinny. It's not being ideal weight. It's about staying lean. And, um, when he's talking about menopausal women, he, you know, makes a point to point out that that our fat tissue produces estrogen, which I think is really interesting. So, you know, everybody has to have some fatty tissue, but he explains that, um, many women develop what he calls, and he's so colorful, the menopot (laughs) during menopause. And this is where we get into the pooch. So, um, so the menopot, the little pot belly that is, that is menopausal, um, or comes on around menopause, but, um, he said, it, you know, he said it's, it's quite usual, um, and so, uh, sometimes therapeutic. So whether, you know, if you love your little menopot, then, then it's therapeutic because you're a little plumper in your fifties and you're feeling good about it. Uh-huh. Um, I, on the other hand, do not feel good about a menopot. Um, but <laughs> he says, um, you know, you can settle into and appreciate a slightly fuller body, and you can call it a meno plus if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, but lean means having the right amount of body fat for your particular body type. Mm-hmm. And the body may be better off with a little bit more depending upon what it's going through, right? So you want to listen to the cues of your body, which is always, always how you want to approach everything uh, when it comes to being healthy. So that's his kind of take on it, which I thought was funny and, and quite humorous. You can call it a minnow pot. You can call it a pooch. You can call it whatever you want. The thing to remember or to know is that we're already starting off with kind of a deficit here as, as human beings. Two-thirds of women ages 40 to uh, 59 are already overweight. Mm-hmm. And three-quarters of women ages 60 and older are overweight. Mm-hmm. The thing that really is aging versus menopause is the, the, how the body fat is redistributed. So aging is going to bring on some weight gain, but menopause is going to redistribute your body fat into your, your abdomen. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Super interesting stuff. I've got a quote here from Mayo Clinic that's from Dr. Stephanie Fabian and She says, the current literature supports the aging theory and that menopause per se after adjustments for aging does not result in significant weight gain. However, 
menopause does result in body fat distribution changes with a uh, preferential dis, you know, deposit of body fat centrally and an increase in the abdominal uh, obesity. Hmm. So she just explained what I said, but in, but in much more scientific terms. Um, <laughs> so this tendency persists despite adjustment for aging and total body fat and reduced physical activity level, all of which independently increase visceral fat deposits. It's not so much the, the menopause that's causing everything. It's just menopause is causing where it's going. Mm-hmm. So instead of the, you know, past the lips onto the hips, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's going to your abdomen and, and what's on your hips is coming up to your abdomen. So wherever mm-hmm. you got fat, it's going to kind of redistribute itself and deposit it right in the middle. Um, and, you know, yes, age-related weight gain is a universal thing. Both men and women get it. Mm-hmm. But if you know this is coming and you know that an increased weight gain is, is kind of a norm for aging, then you can start with your lifestyle changes and kind of take a little bit of control back. And I think that's well said. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot to that. And, uh, and maybe at the point that you begin to recognize some of this and um, you can deal with it a little bit better. And what you've said, I mean, what this lady doctor stated um, about it redistributing into that um, abdomen area that's a big deal. So yeah. That's something I have never heard. Right. How, how helpful. Yeah. I mean, and not only are you having that redistribution and things are kind of slowing down, but as we age, we lose muscle mass. Mm-hmm. We sure so, do. And that muscle mass is what burns calories. So that's, that's where the metabolism starts to wane because we don't have enough muscle mass to burn the calories. So your metabolism slows down. Mm-hmm. But if you're strength training... And you're building muscle as you're aging, then you're not going to have, you're going to have less of that problem and your metabolism isn't going to drop. That's, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah. So that's a, I mean, right there is a reason why you need to pick up a weight or like do some calisthenics, right? With your own Mm -hmm. body weight Mm -hmm. as the weight. Um, But that's, you know, that's a great way to kind of look at it too. Cause it's not, it's not just one thing. It doesn't just happen. Right. Like we have to connect all the dots and, uh-huh. and see what all contributes because we know that processed foods and eating sugary foods and stuff made in a lab contributes to chronic disease. You know, food is one thing and it's, that's probably the most difficult thing for people to change, but, um, the muscle mass building that up and keeping that going, keeping mm-hmm. moving so that your, your activity level remains the same and doesn't drop. Mm-hmm. Those things also are going to going to be a great way to, you know, get that weight gain, prevent that weight gain as we go through menopause. Mm-hmm. It's about the right amount of body fat for the body type and, mm-hmm. and, and knowing how to get yourself there. Mm-hmm. 80% mm-hmm. of how we age is 100% within our control. Mm-hmm. And so I have really dramatically changed what and how I eat. Um, but I don't restrict my eating at all. There's nothing right. I won't eat. Right. Um, but if I'm going to eat something that's junk food or if I'm going to have like, um, a specialty frozen cocktail, I'm only having that every once in a while on a very special occasion. Mm -hmm. And I'm not having that weekly or daily or anything like that. I Mm -hmm. love French fries too. 
French fries mm-hmm. are my jam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will get them all the time. But instead of getting regular French fries when I'm out, I get sweet potato fries. Uh-huh. And then more often than not, I don't order them out. I make them at home and I make them from everything from a Japanese purple potato to a Japanese sweet potato to regular sweet potato, even some regular potatoes now and then, because I know what I'm doing with them. I'm, I'm air frying them in no oil, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're just as delish. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I've changed that, but I'm not a gym rat. I don't work out per se. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say I just definitely don't work out. Mm-hmm. I walk four times a day with my dog. Um, I stretch every morning. I may do the occasional yoga here and there, which I'm hoping I can do more of, but I am not killing it because I do not enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And if I don't enjoy it, I'm not going to, it's not going to do anything for me. And mm-hmm. I've, I've done it in the past, but this and, and how I am changing my body now so that I'm aging better mm-hmm. is, is in more in line with, um, obviously the recommended weekly amount of exercise and movement, but it's in line with what I like, mm-hmm. which is important. Mm-hmm. Well, because of that, you've stuck with it and, uh, you, you've replaced some of those things, um, that you were doing before with healthier kinds of food and you are controlling you, you're controlling how you feel and how healthy you are or are not. And I don't want to say weight change because again, that's not the, that's not the reason for doing all this. It's to be a healthier you and to be able to live a healthier lifestyle as you age. Right. I don't want to, I'm 51. I will be 52 this year and I do not look like I am 52. Mm Mm-hmm. And I do not want to look like I am 80 when I'm 80. I mm-hmm. want to look like I'm 52 when I'm 80. Of course, so, don't we all? <laughs> yeah. But you're doing so, something about it right now. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's the thing is that you can, if, if you only take away one thing from this, you can control how you are going to live and you can control how you're going to age, especially with weight gain and aging and weight gain during menopause, I think understanding that the menopause isn't what's causing the weight gain. It's the redistribution of fat mm-hmm. and that aging can, can help with the weight gain. Mm-hmm. So if you know those things, then you can say, okay, well, it's not, it's not, this is, it's not the menopause's fault. It's mm-hmm. not the fault, that's um, right. but you can decide how you want to do it. And, and so that's the whole point of redefining you're aging mm-hmm. uh, because it's in your control. Right. So what we can do, we already talked about moving more strength training. So you're building those muscles. So your metabolism doesn't wane um, and keeping your activity level uh, the same or, or increased. However you want to do that. If you're, if you're wanting to lose weight, then you can increase um, eating less junk, eating mm-hmm. less processed foods, eating more fruits and vegetables and, and healthy grains nuts, seeds, legumes, like anything that grows out of the ground. That's your, mm-hmm. that's your magic right there. That's your magic potion. Um, you can lower your sugar intake, put a little less sugar in your coffee, um, watch your sweetened drinks, like soft drinks and juices, energy drinks, flavored waters. I know that everybody's on a flavored water kick right now, but 
There's a lot of sugar in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's not a lot of sugar, there's a lot of artificial uh, sweeteners, which are no bueno. Uh, anything artificial. Let's, let's just put it out there. Anything uh-huh. artificial. You have my permission to please eschew that from your diet. <laughs> <laughs> Check what kind of sugar you're using, what you're putting in there. Maybe you can sweeten it with something else. Things that you eat like donuts and pies and cakes and things like that. You make those have those as special occasions. Don't have them daily or weekly. Um, but if you do have them daily or weekly, enjoy the hell out of it yeah. <laughs> uh, because you're choosing that, right? Like uh-huh. enjoy it. Don't feel bad about it. Uh-huh. Be like, I'm going to have this pie. <laughs> um, but also alcohol, alcohol has sugar in it as well. So watch, watch that. And, and there's so many other things. That's a totally different show, but, um, <laughs> Limiting alcohol is really going to help out. That's helped me a lot. Like I don't drink hardly at all anymore, only when it's special. And, um, and that's helped tons with bloat mm-hmm. and everything else. Um, so if you want to know more about that, hit me up and then having a good support group, right? Having friends, you no, know, talk about it together, like mm-hmm. help each other out. Um, I think it's important to do that because especially with menopause, we're all going through hormonal changes and, we know that things are more likely to happen, um, especially the weight gain. Um, so if you're talking about it and you're really, you know, aware of what's happening, you guys can support each other in it. So in menopause, weight loss can be hard because our hormone hormone levels are fluctuating and that's, you know, our fat is being stored more because it needs more estrogen, right? Our muscle mass is being you know, is, is being lost. So we're, our metabolism is, is waning. We're having inadequate sleep, right? Because Mm -hmm. of hot flashes and, or other poor sleep habits that come with menopause. And all of those factors are going to make it harder for us to lose weight. Um, So if you can start to manage yourself before menopause hits, then the risk of weight gain will be a little less, but it's not to say that you can't lose weight. It's just going to take a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. It's really weight gain. It is such a, it's a thing we all struggle with because of our lifestyles. Um, it is, it's something that we do have control over. It just takes giving yourself a little grace, being kind to yourself, finding support, um, from others and, and really, I think breaking through all of the noise that you see on social media, on TikTok, on the news, like in the magazines and like really understanding what is needed and what will help you in, in where you are. Mm-hmm. The facts. The facts. The facts. Yeah. yeah. And, and we have very few facts. I mean, most of it seems most everything that is advertised, they're selling you something, you know, they, that's the whole idea. And uh, you can't always go by that. You've got to uh, do a little bit of work on your own and get the facts. Absolutely. And if something works for you, if there's a diet or a way of life that you really have found that works for you, um, then absolutely go for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I will, also counter myself here and say that most of those things that are out there, most of the diets that I've studied, and I've studied over a hundred different diets and ways of eating, right. um, 
it, it was all created for some other purpose. Right. So um, keto was created for helping epileptic children not have seizures mm-hmm. and the extra fat in their diet was enabled them not to have as many seizures as they were previously. And, mm-hmm. and through that scientific study, they found that people actually lost weight, but here's the thing to know the keto diet up against the fat, the low fat diet up against the low carb diet, all of them performed the same. Y'all, everybody lost the same amount of weight and most of them did not keep it off. Yes. So I think it's, I think you need to really study if you're going to adapt to someone else's way of eating, you really need to study where does that come from? Where's the scientific evidence? How was it created? What's it all about? You know, even, even ways of eating that I think are, are really, you know, more on, on point to real food. And if you are going to eat animal products, knowing where that food comes from, is very important. How were those animals raised? Because you could get excess crap in your meat. So mm-hmm. you really need to be an informed informed shopper when it comes to deciding how you want to eat. But if you just eat real food, then you're going to be a way heads and tails above where you are right now. That's right. Uh, so no matter what it is, you know, just, yes. just getting away from processed junk is going to help you out right. a lot. And I, I think... Just the the word diet. I've never seen anyone successful with, with that, really, because after they have uh, gone a different direction with their eating, they go back to the same old habits. And so if they change their lifestyle and their mindset about all of it and realize the benefits and the chemicals you are or are not having, um, that's when you're going to be successful, when you change it up and say, ah, I don't want this stuff in my body. I want to be healthy, not just for the weight loss, but to be a healthier you and to be able to do more as you age. It's not easy. No. And and it took years for me to lose the, the 40 pounds of loss, you know, Mm -hmm. like years Uh of of up and down and not figuring because I didn't change my lifestyle. Uh I just, Uh was worried about the food and I wasn't really worried about how I was living uh-huh. and, and the choices I was making. Uh-huh. So it's not, you know, it's not something, there's no magic pill. I'm sorry. Nope. There is no magic pill to weight loss or weight prevention. It, it, it takes change. Yes. And change is difficult, but mm-hmm. the outcome on the other side of the change mm. um, and not the change menopause, but, (laughs) and and this is true for menopause too, but when you get on the other side, like when you successfully change a habit and you, you start seeing results, when you get to the other side where you've achieved, it is amazing. Mm -hmm. It is an incredible space to be. And and there are people to help you get there, Mm -hmm. whether it's your friend group or, or a coach or a physician or whomever it is. Mm -hmm. Well, when I, uh, like I've been away for a while and I get back down to visit you and Travis. And each time I notice something more. And uh, this last trip, it was like, wow, they look great. And you seem happy. You seem less stressed. You, uh, 
I think I think sometimes when there's a change in your physical being, it also has effect on your your lifestyle, your um, the things you do and don't do, and it absolutely does have a when you. For me in particular, I think as a woman who has fluctuated in weight, I've been skinny, I've really got really big there in the, in the early 2000s, your self-esteem. Yes. Well, at least my self-esteem was tied to how I felt in my skin. Mm-hmm. And I did go through a, a time frame when I was definitely like I'm powerful in my body, in my skin. And, you know, I still didn't feel like me. Uh I was depressed and that was my security inner tube Mm -hmm. uh, to keep me afloat. Yep. And it stayed on and then I lost it and then I got stressed and that brought on weight. And so there are a lot of factors. um, But for me, I based my my self-esteem on, on how I felt mm-hmm. in my body. Mm-hmm. And so now that I feel more like me, I feel more like I'm in my own skin. Mm-hmm. I feel much more self-assured and aware of like how I show up in this world and I feel way better. So therefore my mood is lifted. Therefore it's just like what I said about before like connecting all the dots these dots are all connected whether you realize Mm -hmm. it or not and Mm -hmm. when when one thing happens it's a chain reaction to everything else so yes I do feel happier because I do feel healthier Mm -hmm. and I feel healthier because of this and this and you know you can like Mm -hmm. tie it all together with a bow Um, but I think it's there's no shame in you know, liking who you are and being, you know, like there's no shame in not liking who you are. I think Mm -hmm. that we have to get out of this space that there's an ideal. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not up to anybody else, but you, your comfort level and where you are is where you need to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm, we are not here to tell you that you need to lose weight. You make the choices for your life and how you want it to be. And if for you, weight is not your is not an issue for you right now. It's more of mental health or stress relief or whatever, sleep, whatever it is, then you decide what that needs to be. This conversation really is for the person who wrote in and said, I am not happy with menopausal weight gain. And I want to know why it happens and how I get rid of it and how I can deal with this pooch. Any final words? Um, No, I think we've shared a lot in a small amount of time. Yeah, I feel um, the same way. So much to say, and and it can go off so many different directions. But I think yeah. we've hit the highlights and those important things. Because it's a frank conversation. Right. And, right. you know, we're just being real. Mm-hmm. Just consider this like a coffee chat. That's right. <laughs> Without the sweet rolls. <laughs> right, right. Without the sweet rolls and the kids running around in the back. That's right. <laughs> and you can make this a bourbon chat. You can make this mimosa chat. Whatever chat you want to make. Okay. <laughs> Feel free whenever you listen to this to to have you know bring the drink of your choice. It's okay, <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this was super great. Um, I feel like if anything, the takeaway here is that menopause isn't causing your weight gain. Mm-hmm. It is aging. 
and those things that happen when we age. So to recap, your hormones are changing. They need fat to create estrogen. Uh, your muscle mass is getting less and your, um, everything just kind of slows down a little bit more. So the choice is yours and how you want to attack that. Did I miss anything? Nope. I think you've covered it. Yeah. Anyway, up next, we are going to talk about mood swings. Ah, this is good. This is really good because I just got really angry last night for no reason whatsoever. And (laughs) all I could say to my poor husband was, well, that's the hormones talking, honey. <laughs> but you better be sure. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, definitely rage from somewhere. I don't even know. <laughs> on the way to Bible study. So oh, great. Like, there's a whole story we'll get to next time on that. Oh. Um, we will also have, and I, I thought we would have one today, but but she was unavailable. But we will also have a special guest to Good. talk to us about what she wished she would have known about mood swings. Um, from her mother. And so uh, we'll, we'll be talking to her on our next episode. Excellent. Sounds good. Yes. All right. Join us for things mom never said in two weeks. <laughs> all right. We'll see you all then. Ciao. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Things Mom Never Said, Secrets to Aging Well. We'll be back again in two weeks. So set your alarms, put us in your calendar, subscribe, follow, get ready because we will have another exciting episode just for you.